it's really important for me to say, you know, I struggled. I had to step back. I had to figure out my life again. I had to, I didn't have to break down, but I did break down and I had to put the pieces back together. This is Still Here, a podcast from WFAE that asks, what does resiliency look and feel like to you? And how have you felt and been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? When I feel bad or when I'm, when I'm really down is I'm like, you know what, I don't have to stay here because I can, I can become a better version of myself. What helped you overcome challenges you faced? And what did you do to cope? I did a lot. I achieved a lot. I know I made my family proud and I know I grew a lot as a person over this entire year. So I, I didn't get a medal, but like I got so much out of the experience. I'm Sarah Delia. In today's installment, we hear from an Olympic hurdler with Charlotte Roots about her journey to Tokyo. Something different has started to happen to Anna Cockrell when she goes out in public. Something that takes some getting used to. Like I was at breakfast and the server was like, oh my God, like you're at the Olympics. And I was like, oh yeah. Did you watch? People see the 24-year-old track star and are excited to be in the presence of an Olympic athlete. It's still like a very strange experience to be recognized because... In a lot of ways, I still see myself as the same. I am the same. I'm still just trying to figure out my life one day at a time. The Providence Day School grad is still processing her journey to Tokyo. It was an unusual Olympic cycle. The lack of big crowds to cheer on athletes, families watching their loved ones compete through a screen, not in person, not to mention the postponement of the Games for a year due to COVID-19. But for Anna, that delay was a positive. Without it, she may not have made it to Tokyo. The pandemic, I, I mean, I don't think if I had stopped competing for that season, I wouldn't have had the year that I had this year because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I wouldn't have approached it in a healthy way. I would have kept looking at everything I do on the track and saying, this isn't enough. This isn't good enough. Anna is a sprinter and hurdles are her specialty. Leading up to the pandemic, she was running track and field at the University of Southern California. It was a constant churn, train, race, repeat. In March of 2020, Anna was ready to compete at the NCAA Indoor Nationals, but the meet was canceled because of COVID-19. She flew back to LA when she got a call from her college coach who told her she should go home, home to Charlotte. She figured it would be a short stint, so she kept training at first. She didn't know how bad things were about to get. So when I first got back, I was still training. I was running in my neighborhood. I was working out in my basement. And then the NCAA season got canceled. And then the Olympics got postponed. And then I just stopped. For the first time in years, Anna stopped running. She spent time with her family, which includes her dad, Keith, the president of Bank of America, Charlotte. And a side note, Anna comes from an athletic family. Her brother Ross plays in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Her sister Sierra had an impressive volleyball career at Davidson College. So during that time home, Anna focused on being Anna, not a high-profile athlete with Olympic dreams. It was a long period of just like, I don't want to run and I don't have to. And I don't have to be in this super high pressure, trying to be the best at the collegiate level, trying to make teams. Over the years, I'd gotten so wrapped up in the competition and the, oh my God, am I going to get a contract? I have to run fast to get an agent. I have to run fast that I can run professionally and make money doing this. And I was so focused on the outcomes that the process became miserable. 
So Anna swam in her parents' pool. She biked around the neighborhood. She was active, but she wasn't training for the next big competition. Then she got a call from her old Providence Day coach, asking her if she would come by to say hi to the students during practice. Some of them want to run in college, but some of them have no plan to run at the next level. They're just out there because they enjoy it and they want to get better. And to be in that environment, it's infectious to be around people who are doing something because they love it. I was like, oh my God, I actually really enjoy this. Then she started to train with them. At that point, she was working her way back to where she once was, which she describes as a humbling experience. We were doing this one workout and I was done. And they're like, come on, Anna, you've got this. You've got this. You can do it. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like, but you know, I got through it and they're like, great job. You really pushed through that. And I was like, I did, didn't I? It was just the most pure unjaded, just love and light and brightness. And to have all that time to just train with them was awesome. Eventually, she got her endurance back and her love for running. In September 2020, she was able to return to USC and train again. And when Olympic trials rolled around in June of 2021, she was ready. Not only did she end up making the Olympic team, she had a personal best in the 400 meter hurdles. She was interviewed after that race. I just trained really hard for this. I worked really hard for this. In 2019, I was super depressed. I didn't want to be here anymore. So to be standing here today as an Olympian is like more than I can take. And I just want to shout out my Anna's family. reference to 2019 was another time when she had to pull herself back up. She was struggling with depression and a hamstring injury that left her unsure of herself and her future as a runner. Her coaches could tell something was wrong beyond the physical pain. With the support of her coaches and her family and the help of a therapist, she was able to heal physically and mentally. She spoke openly about that time in her life during the 2019 commencement speech she was asked to give at USC. Maintain this image of myself as the perfect scholar, the perfect student athlete, the perfect leader. Um, it began to crush me and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't express what I was feeling, but I was sad all the time. It was weighing on me. I was stressed. I was frustrated. And it all kind of came to a head at indoor nationals. Um, in my first round at indoor nationals. So when Anna qualified for the Olympics in 2021, it was about so much more than making it to Tokyo. It was about making it back to herself and learning who she was beyond the sport she loves. It being her first Olympics, she learned a lot. Next time, because she does plan on being there next time, she wants to keep the focus on herself. I found it really hard because all of a sudden you're surrounded by all of these people, not just from track and field, but all these different sports. And you walk in the dining hall and it's like all this food is just so overwhelming from a sensory standpoint that it's hard not to look around. Anna did not end up meddling, but she ran strong leading up to the final round, where she was disqualified for a lane violation. Last summer, she points out, she was training with her old coach and high school students. A year later, she went to the Olympics. That's worth celebrating, even if she didn't bring back a medal. I wish I had performed a little bit better at the Games. I wish, obviously, I wanted to medal. So it's it's hard to, to grapple with, okay, I achieved all this, but there's still so much more that I want to do. Um, and I think that's the place that I'm in now is allowing myself to like really celebrate what this entire year has been and still hold space for that feeling of like, man, I'm disappointed. And I wanted to do more. One thing she feels clear about is her love for the sport. After many ups and downs, she feels good about the relationship with track. Running is a part of what she does, she points out. It's no longer the sum of who she is. 
I am so much better at just celebrating the little victories. Going to the Olympics is not a little victory. It's a big victory. But even if I didn't go, you know, even if I didn't make the team, I think I would still be in a good place about it because at the end of the day, there are so many things that I wanted to do that I achieved. And I did it in a way that was not detrimental to my health. It was not detrimental to my self-esteem or my self-worth. No medal, she points out, determines what kind of person she is. And that's a lesson she'll hold on to as she sets her eyes to Paris, where the summer 2024 Olympics will be held, where she hopes to be able to race her best in the sport she loves with nothing to prove to anyone. I'm Sarah D'Elia. This is Still Here. If you have a story idea for Still Here, email me at estalia at wfae.org. Find me on Twitter at Sarah WFAE and that's Sarah with an H. Still Here is produced and reported by me and edited by Greg Collard. Today's episode was edited by Sarah Mobley-Smith. Our theme music was composed and produced by Patrick Bowden and Patrick Lee. Together, they make Patrick Otto. Our really beautiful logo was made by Matthew Scott. Learn more about the series at wfae.org slash stillhere. Subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Still Here is powered by Ortho Carolina. Thanks for listening.